Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Everybody, welcome on in. Happy Thursday to you. Happy NBA trade deadline, everybody. Boy, it's like the longest 24 hours in the history of mankind, right? Am I the only one that feels that way, JJ? I mean, we we were waiting around for so many things to happen. Some stuff happened. We get the emails from the Jazz that be, make it official, right? When you see yeah. the Jazz acquire rights to fill in the blank. It was a big day today. What did Locke say yesterday on our show? Be two two to three deals. Yep. What did we see today? Two Officially, or, we saw two or th- we saw a total of three Jazz players moved. So he was right. He was right on. Gonna miss Kelly Olynyk. And it wasn't Jordan Clarkson. It wasn't Lowry Market. It Excuse wasn't you? Colin Sexton. Excuse you. <laughs> what were the other ones that people whiffed on? People. One singular whiff that was heard around the world. I think I just got them all. That was all of them? Yeah. Lowry, the biggest one was Lowry, no, gone. Uh, who was it? Colin Sexton, gone. Danny Ainge, gone. Like, just Danny get everybody. Ainge. Just throw everybody Danny in Ainge there. Danny Ainge traded himself. No. So today. Danny Ainge moved himself back to Boston for the first <laughs> round pick. You know what? Trade deadline day should be a national holiday. It really should. Because none of us got anything done. No. Because we're, we were glued to our phones. Yes. We're not, we're not working. We're sitting around waiting, sitting around waiting. We get uh, we get kind of sniffs of some stuff, and then what, what was the word that was used yesterday? Framework. We uh-huh. saw framework yeah. on a Lots lot of, of things. And I'm just glad at the end of everything, I don't know how these rumors get started, but the – and whoever puts out the, the – you know, all of the information, right? You, it's like an agent – uh, a team, maybe a GM, an assistant GM. They they float information for all sorts of reasons, right? Yes. And I think that they floated the idea of Kelly Olynyk and Ochai, and Ochai Abaji and a first round pick going to the Raptors for for Bruce Brown, right? Yesterday. Yeah. Isn't that what we were talking about? And then today, when it's when we were all going, what on earth is that deal? That doesn't make sense. And then this one today didn't still didn't make much sense to me, but it felt better. Then I'll, that I'll one. I'll break it down here in a second. No, okay. We've got a lot. I need to feel better about the way things are with this Jazz team right now. I have a hard time catching the vision. I have a hard time breaking down exactly what the best move was or is. But man, it's not just the Jazz, but former Jazz men. Lots of names you're familiar with making moves around the league, and some of those moves are going to be absolutely impactful for teams who want to be in the NBA Finals and make a run at the championship this year. And some of them are going to be able to do it, I think. Let's kick things off as we always do. Our show is brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar is perfect for anybody who uh, needs that quick, tasty, nutritious boost like our show does. Christian hitting the buttons today across the glass. Appreciate uh, Christian Esparza hooking it up and getting it done today. Nice day for you to uh, come in and uh, fill in, Christian. It's quite the... uh, it's quite busy, so here we are. It should should be a holiday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no days off. Give give us give us uh, the beginning of the show here. Let's kick it off. We've got the cut. Let's get to it. It's time for the biggest story of the day. 
This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So as we, of course, already knew, Simone Fontecchio uh, out the door and the Jazz get some rights in return. Let me just talk about the, the subtraction and hopefully the addition part will make sense. Simone Fontecchio, gone. Uh, Ochai Abaji, gone. Kelly Olenek, KO, the lunch lady, gone. That's, to me, obviously that's the biggest one. He brought a lot of value yeah. to this Jazz team. But, you know, you you see some writing on the wall, but help me understand the subtraction of those three players and where this Jazz team will be now because Simone Fontecchio, lots of starts. Kelly Olenek came off the bench and was a huge part of what Will Hardy was doing. Ocha Abaji, I think a lot of people saw and they went, that development, that development wasn't coming along like we thought it was. And so it's not necessarily crazy to see him gone. But with those guys gone, your initial thoughts off, off of everything. All right, let's start with the Fontecchio trade. Okay. So what was Simone Fontecchio's contract situation? He uh, was going to become a restricted free agent in the offseason. Now, great story. The Jazz pluck him out of Europe. Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck bring him over here. It took a while, but he finally worked his way first into the rotation and then into the starting lineup. And I think he proved to teams around the league that he can play in this league. He gave the Jazz some great minutes, some great moments. And I think the rest of the league saw that he was capable of being either a starter or a rotation player. And I think the Detroit Pistons saw that. And they need players like Simone Fontecchio because that's a team that's loaded with young players that don't know how to be pros, don't know how to win. And Simone can help them along the way. Uh, He provides that. What the Detroit Pistons had that the Jazz wanted was a high second-round pick. Now, the Jazz are in a mode where they're trying to get the most assets they can. And I think they made the decision that Simone Fontecchio was not in their future plans. They were not going to offer him extension. And if a team offered him a contract in the offseason, they were not going to match it as a restricted free agent. And he was going to leave anyway. So, again, an expiring contract. They move it. They get assets in return. Now, Kevin Knox, can he still play? I don't know. No, I It hasn't worked out. Right. Probably not. But so what? You take a flyer on him, you bring him in, it makes the money work. Okay. Okay. But you, what you really want there is the early second round pick. Is that really worth it? I mean, I'm the guy that yes. I guess I've, I've, I have. Would you rather just let some money go in the off season for nothing? No, but I do think that he would be better than a second round pick, and I don't think that the contract extension would have been. I mean, what are we talking about with with Simone? Are we talking about that they're already into the into the teens or low twenties or what they'd have to pay him per year? Well, do you want? Why would you want to commit long term to Simone Fontecchio when you've got? I just this know, is, I'll get to, I, I go from the David point, Locke a, school of, of thought, which is like second round picks, they're worth nothing. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm that guy. I so think. there's a there's a key point here I'm getting to. The next deal. So Olenek and Ochayabaji. Okay, Kelly Olenek again, expiring contract. Sure. You weren't going to re sign him, you weren't going to extend him. That decision was made. So you need to get value for him when you can. If you let him go if you, you get go to the end of the the offseason, he walks as a free agent. Now you get some value. What are you getting? You got a first-round pick. Yeah. Now, look, is it going to be mid-round, early? No. It's, it's going to be, be a high It's going to be a high first round. Probably yeah. the Thunder or the Clippers pick. I don't know how that's all going to work out. Sure. I, I'm not going to bore you on the radio with all the details of that. But probably, I think that the, it, probably somewhere between 26 and 30 right, that was in this the, year's draft. That's exactly right. Okay? Now, they made a decision on Ochai Obagi, and this is where Jazz fans can be upset. Maybe you loved Ochai. They made a decision that his, his development wasn't – obviously, they made a decision that – 
he wasn't going to be a good fit. Plus, they had to find a way to jar loose that first-round pick. And I think that the Raptors wanted that back in return. So the Raptors get a young player they want. They get Kelly Olynyk, who's Canadian, who's going to help them sell tickets. They're happy, right? That's a team that's going to lose a lot of – that's not good. They're not going to the playoffs. So the Jazz get another pick, okay? So that's two picks in this draft. Now remember, the Jazz pick is most likely, unless they bottom out here, going to convey to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sure. So Danny Age and Justin Zanuck wanted to be in this draft in some form, some way. So now they are. They got the early second, and they got the late first. So they're back in this draft with two picks. So they acquired two picks at the deadline for expiring players, players that were not part of their future, and here's the last part that I, you asked me, why did they do this? It was the picks, number one, to get in the draft. And the other part of this is they've got some young players that they drafted they want to take a closer look at. Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. We're waiting to see what he's going to look like. Needs to get some minutes. Bryce Sensabaugh mm-hmm. needs to get some minutes. Keontae George needs more minutes. You move Ochai. You move Walker Kessler. Or sorry, not Walker Kessler, sorry. sorry. Excuse Kelly Olenek. Excuse you, move, you. you. Sorry, let me back up. Breaking you news. move Kelly Olenek <laughs> to get more minutes to Walker Kessler. Sorry, don't make anybody to panic. Christian, Walker Kessler was about to by the way, scrambling for that breaking news We're about news to hear from Walker Kessler in the next segment. That's why it's on my mind. I'm so sorry I just gave Jazz Nation a heart attack. Walker Kessler is still a member He's of the Utah Jazz. He's still a member of the Utah Jazz. You move Kelly Olenek because you want to get Walker Kessler back in the starting lineup where he belongs. And Ochai Abaji also provides more minutes on the wings for these guys. So the Jazz accomplished those things today. They, they moved expiring contracts and got value for them. They get the picks as they're back in the first round, even if that pick conveys to the Thunder, and they provide more opportunities and more minutes for the young players. Let's see how they develop here in the second half of the season. All right. So Does that I- help you feel better at all? Uh, no, because you're, there was a lot of expl- explanation about how. Well, one, we've already known that this draft is not going to be particularly no. star-studded, right? No. no, but they wouldn't also. But they also don't have a lottery pick. I mean, so I mean, they're not going to be a lottery team. And like you said, you're going to see more likely. Yeah, even if, if they'd have to go, like they have to tank out here to get in the top ten. And is it worth it? They want to get that pick off the books. Because they owe the Thunder something, right? So just convey it this year. They're gonna have to get. They're gonna have to give them something. Go and get, if it, go get and the if play it's the in, lowest, try to make the playoffs. If it's the lowest number possible, which they're yes. kind of at right now, right? Then that works even better. It's yes. like it, it's protected one through ten, and so they, if they give them that, but like you said, they have to give them that pick at some point. Let's not let's not you know beat around the bush here. Don't and yeah, it. just get twenty seventh pick in this year's draft. What does that mean? I don't know, but. Does Danny Ainge have in his back pocket guys who he goes, that's our dude, and he's circling him on that, and he's got three or four of them, right? We know how we know that Danny Ainge knows how to draft, right? And so I don't, I don't really look at the late first round and some of the early second round picks or whatever might come over. I always just kind of hedge my bets on that because I go, I don't know what those guys are going to turn out because numbers wise, it just, it's honestly as soon as you start get past fifteen. It just is. It just is like progressively worse and worse and worse numbers wise of actually who works out in the league, and don't give me the oh Nikola Jokic was a second rounder. I don't. It just is. It doesn't happen right that often. So, I guess the good news is this: who stays with the Utah Jazz, and names that were thrown out there quite a bit, Jordan Clarkson, yeah. he stays. Uh, you don't see some crazy big move. You know, we were we were holding on to this uh, Walker Kessler interview because. It would have been really weird. We played that, and then suddenly he's not a member of the Utah Jazz today, yeah. you know, a day after we play an interview. So I, I didn't see his name come up, but you never know, right? No, you never know. But in the end, 
Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck, I tr- look, look, do I I don't understand the moves? That's probably better. I'm glad that I don't understand. Nothing I said makes sense. No. None of it did. Well, no, it's not that it didn't make sense. What it is is it just feels like, I don't know. Did the Jazz get worse today? I think in the short term, yes. How just, so? Just because I think a guy like Simone Fontecchio and a guy like Kelly Olynyk, they bring immediate, they bring something immediate to the team. And I don't. And I love. Look, Taylor Hendricks was going to have to come in and play. Uh, more than likely a ton next year, right? To start, they got to start developing the number nine overall pick from last year's draft. They have to do it. They got to start getting Bryce Sensabaugh worked into this thing. Yeah, they already have Keontae George, who's been, uh, I think, ahead of schedule. Right? That's great. But they have to figure out Taylor Hendricks. Why not now? Right? Obviously, I, I I'm okay with it now versus trying to roll him out and and start getting him a bunch of minutes next fall. So, I'm okay with that move. The long-term thing, I look and I go, they're probably going to lose more games than they probably would have won because of Kelly Olenek being gone, Simone Fontecchio being gone, not necessarily Ochai Abaji, but they don't have guys. I, I don't think they added a bunch of guys who suddenly will also fill in a role and just be, you know, help get Ws. Kelly Olenek helped get wins this year. Simone Fontecchio helped get wins. Yeah. And I think for the short term, which again, which is where we're living right now, because I that's I have a hard time seeing past anything right in front of my face, and so it's hard because in the short term I think they're going to lose more games, but I don't think that it's going to be abysmal. So, and I know that overall there's a plan. Hey, hey, listen. trust the process, right? Is that where you? Uh, is that where you've been? Or didn't you get those T-shirts made? No, but nobody, no fan <laughs> wants to hear trust the process ever again in the history of basketball. I don't know. It's working out for him now. If you let some, if you didn't make a move at the deadline with Simone Fontecchio and Kelly Olynyk. Those guys walk for nothing. Got it. You don't get the draft I know. picks. I know. They got them. It's, it's a fine. Bit, we talk about the business. This was an this was an awesome business move by the Jazz. They knew that these guys weren't a part of their future. They moved them while they had value at the trade deadline so they could get the picks that, do, that give them something moving forward. I think the Jazz did a great job at the deadline. I think this is what they had to do. I don't think they were ever going to make a big splash, and we talked about it yesterday with, with Locke. Word around the league was there was not going to be big trades. The biggest trade that happened – Happened a month ago. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. That was the biggest deal at the deadline. And that was a month before the deadline. I mean, the biggest deal today was what? Gordon Hayward going to the Thunder? Hey. I mean, what is the biggest deal? Maybe it's, uh, I think it was maybe the Pistons deal. Did I get you? Sending uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec hey, Burks to the Knicks for can you believe? Quentin Grimes and uh, Evan Fournier's contract. Do, can you believe how good the Knicks just got today? I think it was a great move. It's a real bummer because... Whenever we see guys that were tied to the Utah Jazz. By the way, if all the guys that were tied into trades that happened today that were of any significance, they're all Royce O'Neal to the Suns, right? Yeah, he's going to the Suns. Um, Bogey and Alec Burks going to, uh, going to the Knicks. Gordon Hayward going to the division rival Thunder. Hey, we get to see him more often. He's been in the East for so long now, JJ, that I'm like, hey, we get to see him. He's a he's a division mate now. Uh-huh. This much close. This the much Jazz closer. have already played the Thunder three times this year. Come on though. Next and you year. Know, you know you're not gonna see Gordon in that fourth game. No way he plays. No, he's still hurt. Forever. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Gail Miller, though, I show up to every one of those games with bells on that Gordon Hayward ever plays again in the uh, in the Delta Center. All right. Here's the deal. It's a lot to handle, and in the short term. They're needed from a business perspective. I think all the things that happened today, 
the guys you wanted to 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 keep in jazz uniforms ultimately are the guys that stayed in the in jazz uniforms. I think the biggest one that people were worried about was Jordan Clarkson, obviously. Um, Kelly Olenek, we kind of basically walked out of the building before anything happened yesterday. And, you know, guys like Simone Fontecchio, they out they outperform their value, and so then they become more valuable to the yeah. Jazz. And obviously that's a move you have to make from a business uh, perspective. So I don't know what the rest of the year looks like. So now, knowing what we know today, where did the Jazz finish? Because I think we all kind of had them in that 10-9 kind of spot. Um, but the reality is, is what are Danny Ainge's goals? What are Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge's goals? They don't just want to make the playoffs. They want to win playoff series. Yeah. And the team, as it was before yesterday, was not that team. The team that is today on the books for the Jazz, also probably not that team. But we're looking for a long-term situation. So what? where did the Jazz end up? Because I think we kind of had them in that 9-10 spot. Do they drop below there? Do they become the number – 12 team in the in the in the west do they still stay ahead of the lakers <laughs> the rest of the way how do you picture this team finishing off things in 2024 so i'll start behind them right now they're a game ahead of the golden state warriors the warriors did nothing at the deadline uh that's th- weird right uh yeah kind of kind of weird and they can't add any they're, they're because of their cap situation they, they just can't are, add anybody nope in the like, you know, if there was somebody cut or wave, they can't add those guys either. So they have to stay put. They are who they are, and they're kind of a mess. Uh, I don't think the Warriors um, have the energy to make make it into that that play in situation. I think they're going to fade the Rockets. That's kind of a wild card. That's a team that could catch the Jazz and move them out of that spot. So right now, it's between the Warriors and Rockets knocking the Jazz out of the top ten. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Jazz will maintain this five hundred record and. They'll probably be 10th. I would say the Jazz end up 9th or 10th. I'm not sure they can catch 7th or 8th. And obviously, the 6th spot, that's too much to ask. What They're 4.5 out. Oh, they four the and Pelicans half? are the uh, number 16. They're 30 and 21 right now. The, the odds of, of making up, you know, 5 or 6 games. I, not with, like you said. How many games are left? 25, 30? Do the, do the Jazz take a significant step back with the moves they made today as far as competitiveness? I don't think so, but does losing a couple of uh, vet starters and, and – does the, and a key guy off the bench, does that hurt, hurt you? Oh, maybe for one or two games. But when you're in the tight race like this, one or two games could matter. So I think the Jazz finished ninth or 10th, uh, and they get in the play-in, which will be a good step for them. And then we'll see how things go from there. So I'm assuming we're going to see Taylor Hendricks now. Starting tonight. He on, should get minutes. On he's going to play bench, in Phoenix. Getting between 15 and 20 minutes a night. That kind of consistency where you're not told, yeah, you're in the G League until – we ask you to play some extra minutes with us. You're going to be on this two-way contract forever. You've advanced at least his progression, at least asking him to start getting going. Minutes-wise, Will Hardy is going to have quite a challenge because his lineup, is, I mean, those two guys, I mean, Simone Fontecchio and Kelly Olenek were guys that were a huge part of what that looked like. And Ocha Abaji was getting uh, quite a few rotation minutes in, in there as well. Are you surprised Taylor Horton-Tucker? Uh yes. I that thought, name didn't move. I thought that they would try to find a situation for him. Um, maybe it just didn't come up. Maybe they didn't see the value. Maybe other teams didn't. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I thought that they would probably move him, and they didn't. So, And and you know what? THT might be back in the rotation tonight based on the moves they made. Oh, they're going to have they're gonna have to use him probably. They're shorthanded tonight. I mean, they're, they're missing three guys, two guys specifically that were definitely in the rotation. And Ochai's been in and out lately, but there's three guys missing tonight. And so – 
there's minutes to be had tonight, so we'll see if THT gets back in there and gets some. Uh, but uh, they didn't move him, and I'm surprised by that. Not surprised. I know everyone's thinking Jordan Clarkson was going to get moved. There was a lot of buzz with the Knicks. I never felt like there was that for sure deal out there. I, I don't know that Jordan Clarkson's a jazz man next year. I think something could happen in the offseason, especially with his contract, which is very team-friendly. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, he stays, and you know, and I made, you know, I made a case what a month ago for Jordan Clarkson to stay, and they, he's staying. So if you're a Jazz fan and you love Jordan Clarkson, you're happy today. He's not going anywhere. Colin Sexton's not going anywhere. Uh, I I really never saw that. I think the Jazz are pretty happy with the way he's been playing right now, and he fits their timeline and everything else. I think the only re- reason Colin would ever move is if they found a better deal or a better fit, something that made the team better. They're not going to move Colin Sexton for picks or something like that. He's too valuable. And uh, with his contract, that would be a move for a bigger, better player, which, you know, obviously wasn't out there today. So the Jazz move on. I think the core of this team's still intact. I think that they're in a good place. I think they're right where we thought they were when the season started. I thought they'd be in the play-in mix, and here we are. Now they know who they are. We're coming up on All-Star break, and then let's go. I know that money's a part of this. I mean, obviously – it's just not very sexy when we're talking about trade stuff, and you're like, "That's a team friendly contract." Look, from hey, an entertainment, okay, hey, listen, I get it. My wife, my wife is a financial person. Just, she's like, she's like, "Oh, show me the spreadsheet," and that's right. what they have to do right, right, as right. general manager. They go, "Give me the spreadsheet." Ooh, okay. man, I'm loving it. Give me those favorable finances, and that doesn't to, to me. It doesn't help. Doesn't help me because I like flashy things. I'm a simple man, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> I like the. I want to be entertained. I know it's like. How much can I get off the dollar menu? Give me all that. Okay. I get it. I, I understand you weren't entertained today. The trade deadline was boring. <laughs> I know. But, but the truth moves. is the yeah. Jazz made some boring deals, but they were the right deals. They made some they made, they made sense to me, but I'm not uh I'm not uh from an entertainment standpoint, probably not the one to ask right now. I'm 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 looking at this from an analytical standpoint and I love it. From an entertainment standpoint, did you get flash and flare? Out of the trade deadline today? No, you're probably yeah. disappointed. No, instead, no fireworks. Instead, I have to have a bunch of I have to have a bunch of guys in my ear going, "Hey, opportunity cost," and I'm like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> With my econ 101, stop class using your insurance words. I don't want to hear those. Basically, failed at BYU. I don't care about economics today. Econ I want to be entertained. I want everybody, a blockbuster. Everybody knows who Dr. Curl is down at BYU. If you've ever taken econ econ 110. This is why I hated it because then it goes, no, it's sexy. This is, oh, look, look at the, look at the spreadsheet. Look at the opportunity cost. Let's go. I get it. It's fine. I know this every year. I know this every year. I won't be impressed by really any deals. And because we've had massive deals made over the past two seasons, right, with this Jazz team, the biggest names on their team, on their roster in the last decade were moved within six months of one another. Right? Yeah. And so that's the part where I think sometimes we probably just got used to, well, Danny Ainge is making moves. He's making moves. He is, but they're not this is these are the pawns moving, right? Yeah. We're not talking about the big we're not talking about the big ones. There's this is not checkmate. Right. There's no doubt about that. This is a pawn move, you bet, but uh, it's part of the process and I'm telling you from a business standpoint, made a lot of sense. Yeah. Give me uh hey what does anybody know what number Gabrielle Procida is gonna be wearing? I wanna get that jersey for my kid. (laughs) <laughs> don't give me that look i'm just telling you how like on the short term it's not sexy man give me those proceda 
uh, jerseys, if I'm saying that right. We'll come back. We've got more to go. The NBA trade uh, deadline, of course, hit, and we've got a lot of things that happened, not just for the Jazz, but across the league. But first, before we get to that, Jeremiah was able to sit down with Walker Kessler, the not-traded center of the Utah Jazz. Is that Breaking how we're doing news, it? Walker Kessler not traded today. Uh, courtesy of UCCU and got a good 10 minutes with Walker being able to sit down and uh, kind of get his thoughts on where things are. I will say this, and you want to listen to this because the dude seems comfortable in his own skin. That's something that has always been something about Walker since he came to Utah was he knows what he's about. He loves to work. He loves to get things going. He's totally happy with who he is. And I think you'll see that kind of shine through in this interview. So uh, JJ will set it up here for us. But Walker Kessler, you're going to hear that interview exclusively right here on the KSL Sports Zone. We'll come back. We've got tons to go on a packed show. Uh, got an NBA.com writer coming on with us in about uh, 45 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, Jake Scott is going to jump on as well. There's an actual basketball game that has to be made. It has to be played tonight with this uh, Phoenix Suns team down in Phoenix. So we'll have to see how that one goes. And Jake, of course, is going to be hosting pre-half and post-game with that. So many things going on. So stay right here at 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on the zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. I just had the most entertaining 10 minutes of my day. The trades, of course, all of the news with the Utah Jazz. Uh, you just heard JJ, of course, uh, roll out some of the uh, finer points of the trade during the Jazz at 30 update we talked all about in that first segment. We've got tons to talk about still. But I would direct you, as our producer for, for today, Christian, said, you want to entertain yourself? Go to the Instagram page of the Utah Jazz. Click on really any player that was traded because they they, they say thank you to them. They say, oh, thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you so much, Simone. Go to the Simone Fontecchio thank you page, which has, has a thousand comments at this point, way more than anybody else, and it is an incensed crowd of Italians and Simone Fontecchio Supporters. Is he like the only Italian player in the NBA right now? Uh, I it can't be. There's no I, Italy. I mean, I don't know. JJ, this you is think where I so active? from the comment section. I mean, there have been Danilo Gallinari. Is he still oh, active? Right. Gallinari. Technically, Paolo Bencaro is Italian. Okay, um, but a lot of the guys the, I mean, so, like Marco Bellinelli is not in the league anymore. Bargnani, no. Melly, no. It's like when you it's like when you talk about uh, Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, the Aussie. You're like, come on. When you hear him talk, he's like, yeah, I had a great time at LSU. Things were fun. <laughs> yeah, Australian, okay. I Listen, Italians are passionate. I love the passion. The insults, I'll take all of them. But most of them are very disparaging to the state of Utah. And I love it because it's basically like we'll never, I will never, ever visit you ever again. I'll, we'll have to read them. We'll have to read three fifty. You're going to share some of these. <laughs> I can't. I don't know they if we can. Hear. Hey, Lloyd. You can edit it. Can we cuss in Italian? I don't know what the ruling is. He says no. All right. Well, <laughs> either way, 
It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun stuff. All right, JJ, you were able to sit down this week with Walker Kessler. Before we go into it, um, you guys set this up through UCCU, and this is a guy that I think that we've all kind of endeared ourselves to, not just because of the great play that he had his rookie season, and I think now he's kind of getting to the point where he's fully healthy, kind of figuring some things out. Will Hardy working him back into the into the rotation, but before we listen in here. What are some things that you were like, oh, I got to know this from Walker Kessler before you guys sat down? I learned things I didn't know about him. Like, he's very talented. He, he's accomplished things you'd never guess he'd accomplish. Can he cuss in Italian? Probably. Because <laughs> he seems to be able to do everything else. He's got a wide array of talents. Yes. And you'll learn about that in the interview. But also, just his, he's so likable. And he's genuine and real and approachable, unlike a lot of professional athletes today. I mean, he was great, and he, he's just hes so much fun to be around. Uh, you can tell when somebody doesn't want to be doing an interview. He was excited to be there. Oh, yeah. He had a great time. No, I, that is one thing that I've that I've noticed is when guys come in and they're like, ugh, they're already, roll, they're already rolling their eyes before yeah. you start it up. Not Walker Kessler's case. He's still not jaded totally yet. So the, if Jazz <laughs> fans should just absolutely love this guy, and hopefully he's part of this franchise for years to come because so, he's so great. Uh JJ able to sit down with with Walker Kessler, like I said, courtesy of UCCU, and uh, had a nice little little chat here. Here's what Walker Kessler had to say with JJ. Thanks for joining us. This is fun. Happy to be here. Um, you know all about life elevated, right? Literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. we <laughs> you've achieved greatness at a high level, and we want to give fans a chance to learn how you've done it. And it starts with where you grew up in Georgia. Yeah, and it starts with your family. How did your upbringing? and your family help you achieve greatness? So I grew up in a little town south of Atlanta called Noonan, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with an older brother, older sister. I was the baby, so (laughs) always got picked on at a young age. But, you know, I think that it made me more competitive in a way. And my family in general is, you know, extremely competitive. Um, My dad played college ball at Georgia, um, played overseas. My brother played college ball as well. Um, my sister played beach volleyball. So, you know, we've always were competing, whether it was, you know, basketball or shoots and ladders. Um, didn't matter. And so I think because of that, you know, I'm where I am today. At what point did becoming an NBA player become the goal? Mm-hmm. And what sacrifices did you have to make to achieve that? Oof. I think around middle school is when I had a serious conversation you know, like, I want to do this. Um, obviously, there were times where, like, eh, you know, maybe maybe not. <laughs> but um, I think for me, the, the biggest sacrifice that I made was just, you know, choosing how to spend your time. For me, that was, you know, being in the gym as much as possible, um, doing everything I can to be great in that regard, but also, you know, enjoying, you know, life as a kid because yeah. you don't want to be burned out as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the concern but continuing to keep working. Life Elevate is the Utah State slogan. It's part of your campaign with UCCU. Mm. Elevated checking. And when you're seven feet tall, you have no choice but to live life elevated, yeah, right? You, know, you got to duck through <laughs> some door with frames and stuff like so that. So it's a perfect match. How much are you enjoying life elevated in Utah? And have you now in your second year had a chance to really enjoy it? Yeah, I love it. The first week I couldn't breathe. But, you know, I think, um, you know, it's been great. Uh, I love the mountains are unbelievable. You know, the people are super friendly. Um, you know, the, the altitude definitely is a big advantage just being, you know, 
part of part of the jazz. You know, I feel like everyone comes here and it's automatically just like, ah, you know, you yeah. can't breathe. So being able to play here in front of people, it's just it's a lot of fun. Uh, your partnership with UCCU, you know, fun fact about me, seventh grade, I yeah. did theater. Really? And I won the theater award at the end of the year. I, wow. I played Santa Claus as a monologue. You played Santa Claus. I did. True story. <laughs> True story. Classically trained actor, Walker Kessler. Listen, you're a natural. That's, looks great. That was my first career. You know, that's what I wanted to be. But, you know, basketball works too. So when Basketball isn't going to last forever. Right, yeah. Do you yeah. want to do some acting when you're done? You know, who knows? You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, now on the court. How has life been in the NBA been different year one to year two? Obviously, everyone knows who you are now in the league. Mm -hmm. They adjust to the way you play. How have you adjusted? Yeah, you know, it's a lot different. Um, I think, especially in the first year, like, like you said, you know, going into games, people don't really know, you know, who you are. They don't necessarily respect you just because you haven't been in that situation before. Um, so having going into second year, people knowing who you are, people having a scout for you, you know, definitely makes it more difficult. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to stay the course and keep, you know, regardless of the outcome, just keep moving forward, keep trying. Um, and, you know, even though there's failures, try to take those failures and learn from them and, you know, turn to success. Last year, All-Star Weekend was special here in Utah. You got to be a part a of that. A lot of fun. You're going to get to do it again, this time in Indy, as a part of the Rising Stars mm -hmm. game. How excited are you for another opportunity to go there? And you get to go with a teammate as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, me, me and Key, um, you know, very excited. You know, excited for him to experience it. You know, kind of show him the ropes a little bit. You know, we'll see. The Rising Stars game is really competitive. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, very excited. Um, you know, very excited. Very excited for the opportunity to be recognized and to be part of, you know, that weekend and to see some of the best basketball players, you know, in the NBA. You know, you've done some reporting on the side when you've gone to some of these events. You got to ask Jokic I'm not questions. Say I'm a man of all trades, but I have. I have <laughs> Is there a lot anything of you can't do? Uh, I can't play soccer very well. Okay. I'm, I'm not very coordinated with my feet. Um, <laughs> So that is, that is one thing. <laughs> so we found one thing, but you're so That's great. That's about it, though. <laughs> you were great. I mean, you asked Jokic great questions last year. I mean, are we going to see more of that at All-Star Weekend? Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Um, you know, can't, can't reveal all the surprises, but, um, <laughs> you know, excited for, for whatever it brings. Can't wait for it. All right. How would you describe the Utah Jazz season so far? You know, I think it definitely started out a little, little tougher than last year's season. Um, I think that adding a lot of different pieces – you know, it takes time for guys and things to mesh. But I feel like, you know, playing a 10-man style, we've all meshed very well. And we all get along great. And we have great chemistry. And I think we're really tough to play against. Um, you know, I think that it's tough to scout against all these guys when we have so much depth. I mean, even looking at last night, you know, we had, I think, four guys that closed the game that aren't starters. You know, it just yeah. depends, on, depends on the night. Yeah. And I think because of that, you know, you never know who's going to bring it. But regardless of who brings it, everyone on the bench is always cheering for everybody. And it just makes it a lot of fun to play. How has Will helped with that? Because one of the things that stands out to me about Will Hardy is we've seen the comments he makes, you know, the masterpiece of you know what mm -hmm. after the one game, <laughs> the Dallas game. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also this willingness to admit or to be flexible or to say, I need to learn or do better like with, he yeah. did with Colin Sexton. How much do you guys appreciate that with him? Yeah, you know, I think that it takes a lot of humility for a coach to admit, you know, that he has to do better. Yeah. And I think that because of that, that's where, like, part of his greatness is. You know, as players, we respect someone who 
admits, you know, when they're wrong or when they can work on stuff. And because of that, we look at that and we want to be like that. You know, we want to take the blame for stuff that we're at fault for. Um, and I think when you have guys like that that aren't all pointing the finger, you know, it makes it a lot more fun to play for, and it just makes guys just, you know, be that much stronger. Lesson for all of us how important humility yeah. is in everyday no life. Question. Right, the offense in the NBA is crazy right now. Luka and Joel Embiid <laughs> dropping 70. I mean, guys, other guys are dropping 60 every night. It's like no big deal. Five teams are averaging 120 points right. per game. As an elite defensive player. Yeah, I said, you want to ask an offensive question, you got the wrong guy here. <laughs> I, what I'm asking you is, how do you deal with that as, a, as an elite defensive player in the NBA right uh, now? I have a short-term memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I think, Having an identity on the defensive side um, in a league that has so many talented scores, yeah. you know, you just have to learn how to do the best you can and to not necessarily always have to make plays that show up on stats, you know, whether that's being in the paint, deterring a shot, making a guy kick a ball out or something like that. Like, you have to be okay with not being like a statistical, you know, right. getting blocks yes. is fun, you know, yeah. whatever. But at the end of the day, you have to be okay with it. And you got to be okay with getting scored on. And, you know, I've been dunked on a couple times. <laughs> it it happens. happens. It's an occupational hazard. Um, so you just have to be okay with it. But you win some of those battles. You do win well. some. You do. Well, hopefully majority. I, I would imagine the majority. And we sports anchors need to recognize that more and show more of the blocks instead of just the dunks, right? <sighs> yeah. Y'all don't show a lot of blocks. <laughs> not going to lie. We'll pro- I promise we'll do better. <laughs> Last thing I want to ask you, what's your favorite thing about Utah? What have you really mm. had a chance to, to really enjoy and discover now that you've been here for a couple of years? That's tough. I mean, it, it, sounds, it sounds naive or, you know, silly or hallmark or whatever, but I, I think waking up every morning to those mountains and sitting out. I, li- I live in a, um, a condo on the, on the 24th, so I have a pretty good view mm. of the mountains. And in the morning and when there's a golden hour and the sun sets and the skies are clear, it's, ah, oh, you, you can't beat it. Uh, wow. So for me, that's, that's the best thing. You've and discuss- the people and fans, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. Want to throw that out there. Yeah, and the media as well. <laughs> and right? the media, right, right, right. exactly. Okay. You've discovered what all of us have about Utah, that right. this place is awesome. Walker, we're glad you live here. We're glad you're part of the Utah uh, Jazz. Glad to be here. And UCCU is glad you're a part of them. Uh, they can, there's, these ads are going to be running throughout wherever. <laughs> How much fun are you having with the campaign? Oh. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, listen, I was a campaign manager for Lowry's All-Star Week. That's right. I just want to say. Again, so. jack of all trades, Walker Kessler. You can follow him on Instagram, at Kid Kessler. Walker Kessler, thanks for joining us. Uh, Brought to you by UCCU. Happy to be here. There you go, Walker Kessler. He seems like the type of fun that's not manufactured. Like, he seems like he's – he has that look on his face, and, and, and during his interviews he has kind of a fun time. It's almost like he goes, look – I want to have fun doing this, too. We have fun doing those types of interviews, but he's a really cool guy to sit down with. I I can't imagine how much fun he is to play with and to be around in the locker room, to be a teammate with, to coach, all those things. So just awesome to be around him. Uh, He also did the weather after we were finished. (laughs) We taped the interview in the KSL studio, and he's like, ooh, I should do the weather. And I was like, yes, you should. Go ahead. The green screen's ready for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he went over there, and he he did a little weather forecast. What's the – it's hard to project, but what's the ceiling for a guy like Walker? And what, what do they anticipate? What do they expect out of a guy like Walker Kessler? I mean, obviously they got him before – you know, they got a first-round draft pick before he started playing for the, the Timberwolves last year. Yeah. What was he, 22nd overall? He's 
played better than that tw- even 22nd pick, I think. No question. So what's what's the ceiling for a guy like Walker Kessler? I, I think at some point you could see him making an all-star game. I really do at the center position. I, I think that uh, you'd like to see him start to get more minutes and to earn those minutes. Uh, if you look at this season, I mean, he had the the elbow thing really set him back early in the year. And then it's taken a while to get back and get the confidence built up. But you see the skill set. You saw the impact he had in their last two games, both against the Bucks and against the Thunder. Two big wins. They don't get those wins without Walker Kessler. Uh, you can go in and listen. Uh, you'll see the interview, including his commercial. There's more. Shot. There's more that you didn't hear right. that you will see on KSL Sports Live this weekend, six o'clock on Saturday and ten forty-five on Sunday. Good tease. All right, awesome. Thanks, JJ. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll take a break here before we do, guys. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Best blanket ever is also the best Valentine's gift ever. It's the soft and comfy Minky Couture blanket. The gift that you know that she's going to love. Save 50% right now using the promo code ZONE50 in the store or online. MinkyCouture.com. It's MinkyCouture.com. We'll come back. More to go around the corner. I will read for you some of the very sad and censored uh, Italian fans who have now absolutely left Utah Jazz fandom to go to Detroit, I guess, on their Instagram pages and their social media pages. Stay with us. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Listen, everybody. Real-life hypotheticals to get your brain churning. As JJ and Alex ask, would you rather? All right, next week we're going to be out at the Mountain America Expo Center for the RV show, the Utah RV show. Let me see here. Yeah, that's next week. JJ, we're going to be out there, man. I can't wait. I've been I've tried to get them to have us do it on an RV. Like in an RV. But so far uh, unsuccessful because people want to go through and look at them. Of course. They don't want to go through and look at us doing a radio show. But those have plenty of room. So we have a family five-pack of tickets to give away. What are we doing? That? Are we doing that today? Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's give away that family five-pack of tickets to the Utah RV show. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Call in number 12 right now. Gets five tickets to the Utah RV show. It's going to be next week at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. Uh, this is our Would You Rather segment, JJ. Uh, Can I throw it out this week? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or this, on this one? Absolutely. Would you rather trade Simone Fontecchio mm. and get that early second-round pick you so desire or keep him so you avoid the ire ah, of the Italians? Listen, it almost sounds like it's it's like, hey, l- listen, hey. But the, but the emojis with the hands up going, what are you doing? Hey. You got rid of my guy, Simone. And this isn't like Jersey no, no, Italian. No, no, no. This is like Italian Italian. No, no. This is this is full on. Lots of uh this lots is of nasty. Lots of blankety blanks in there. My favorite one was Can you translate some of these for us? With I that, can do with it without the cusses. I'll do one without the cusses because my favorite one, there's a lot of blankety blank you, Utah. Just make sure you edit these, but I want to hear Kay. them. They're, they're pretty funny. So there was a blank, blankety, blanky you, Utah. And then they followed it up with Jordan Vibate e Vibatara Sempre, which is like, I hope Jordan beats you forever. Jordan, oh. will, Jordan will forever beat you. Jeez. That's what it is. Jordan beats you, and he always will. 
Wow. Keep that in your head, Utah. Like, it, it, it's not just an insult. And Christian pointed out, he goes, look, I liked all the insults till that one. That's hurts. That's going too far. That hurts. If you want to get to the heart of the Utah Jazz fan base. So, lots of, you have no idea what you're doing. I hope you never make the playoffs. I hope you, neither you nor your your dead grandmother make the playoffs. That, By the way, my dead grandmother wouldn't make the playoffs. But apparently that's an insult. <laughs> dead grandma. <laughs> Man. I mean, so many... So did they, many. Did they tell? Did they tell us to jump in the uh, Salt Lake in Italian? There was there was the one that was. Where's the Salt Lake one? Oh my gosh! Because oh here it is. Yeah. Ooh. I I don't know which is the cuss word in here, but it basically it was all go jump in that disgusting Salt Lake. Jeez. Blankety blank Utahns. I didn't it's know not just that. Utahns. They're throwing it out. They're saying Mormons. They're saying Utah Jazz oh, front office. Religion. Jeez. Full the entire state of Utah jump into the into the bloody Salt Lake. These Italian NBA fans are nasty. Listen, I almost want him back. Just because of this. <laughs> hey, I want him hey back. Danny. You, <laughs> Please. Is there like a 24? Is there like a receipt? Can you return the receipt? Yeah. Can you give the Raptors uh, where 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 they send him uh, the Pistons? Can you send the uh, receipt back to the Pistons? We want them back. Che senso logico lo avete fatto? We can't have this Italian hate. No man, we can't have it. What logic did you see in any of this? <laughs> Why so much? Listen, I'm I'm I know I know all the cuss words in Spanish too, and I mean they go and Europeans are like this too. They just go straight at the heart. Your mom, your grandma, your dead relatives. Because it's not good enough to insult you, you've got to tell them to blank off, too. She's been dead. Do the Italians realize that he's still in the NBA and he's still going to be playing? In fact, probably playing a lot for the Detroit Pistons? They they didn't kick him out of the league. He was giving you a good hand and you sent him to the dumpster. You sent him to the dumpster. Look, I know Detroit sucks, but I wouldn't call it a dumpster. He still gets paid. Jump in your disgusting grandmother's salt lake out there. It's like, (laughs) jeez, how dare you? I mean, at least they didn't send him to Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah, listen, though, going to Detroit is a a tough one. So it's not just the Italian fans. There's lots of of Simone lovers who are super pissed how this thing went down. All right, there you go. So, final word on Simone Fontecchio's trade to the Italian uh, community on Instagram. This is on the Jazz Instagram feed. And by far, by a factor of 10, has the most comments on it. I love it. I got to go through more of these. This is how I'm going to put myself to sleep tonight. Reading all these, the rest of these. Translating them, getting them in, getting them going. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, (laughs) senior writer for NBA.com, Steve Ashburner, going to join us. We'll get the full thoughts on the Jazz trade, but also across the league. Who did the best on moving day here? As the uh, trade deadline was hit a couple of hours ago, and it's all in the books now, but uh, how is this going to look for the Jazz the rest of the season? Steve Ashburner from the from NBA.com is going to join us next. Stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.